Welcome to Vision is More Than 2020, a podcast aimed at talking about your vision, your eyes, and how they play a role in overall visual and systemic function. Dr. Zelnicki and Lakowski, with the help of various guests, will work to help you understand more about your visual system and all the pieces to the vision puzzle. Hi, welcome to the third episode of Vision is More Than 2020. Today we are going to be talking about what is involved in a vision therapy evaluation and how a vision therapy evaluation differs than just your regular eye exam. So to begin, let's talk about what a typical eye exam looks like that most people are used to. It usually begins with someone checking your vision, seeing how clearly you're seeing, um, and then they perform a refraction to see if glasses are needed for distance or for near or for both. And then there's usually an ocular health component, making sure structurally that everything in the eye is where it should be. And that's how a regular eye exam usually goes. When you get a vision therapy evaluation, we do a lot more than that. We understand as vision therapy doctors um, that there is so much more to vision than just being able to see clearly, which is exactly what this podcast is uh, aimed around. But really, um, being able to see clearly is just the first step in the visual process. We then in our evaluation, look at how the two eyes work together, how they turn in and how they turn out, how they focus on a page and how they focus in the distance, as well as how do they track and scan a visual environment or a, a page for reading. All of those pieces uh, kind of make up the uh, eye's ability to gather visual information. After that, the visual information then has to be processed and integrate with other systems, which uh, is also involved in a vision therapy evaluation. So to look at it kind of as an umbrella, um, we look at how clearly someone is seeing, how the two eyes work together, how they focus, how they track, and then how does a person integrate all of that visual information we're going to go over each kind of step of the visual um, system that I just reviewed. So let's start with how the two eyes work together, which is what we call binocularity. How the two eyes turn in and turn out, how they converge and how they diverge. The way that we look at this system is we look at someone's visual posture. So everyone's eyes have a tendency to want to turn in or turn out. No one is completely, completely straight. And it's totally normal to have a little deviation in our system but the key is 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 it are we able to compensate for that little slip in our system so we assess the visual posture at distance and at near and then we look at that ability to compensate for that and we call those your virgins ranges it's not uncommon for um, patients who struggle in school or patients who um, get intermittent blurred vision or double vision or even a post-concussion patient to struggle with compensating for that little slip in their system and their virgence ranges are very reduced. The next step is we look at the focusing muscle. muscle. And we look at this focusing muscle in various different ways. We sort of think of this focusing muscle as like a bicep, right? It is constantly contracting and releasing in order to keep things clear um, at all different distances. So we evaluate that muscle um, to see how much can it hold and how long can it 
be held for, as well as how quickly can it shift from distance to near. I think a lot of us can relate that if we're spending a lot of time looking up close, say looking at a computer for an extended period of time, and then we look up everything's a little bit blurry and we have to blink a few times for things to come clear. That's that focusing muscle taking a little bit of time to try and um, relax back to be able to see clearly in the distance. And then we look at the tracking system. So there's three components to the tracking system. There is the fixations, which are your ability to steadily look at an object. Then there are your pursuit, which is the smooth tracking from one object to the other. And then there is your saccadic eye movements, which is the big jump from one to the other. Now, all three of these components of the tracking system play a crucial role in um, being able to scan a visual environment and gather information accurately, as well as reading. Um, You need all three of those pieces to the puzzle to work well in order to be able to track uh, easily and efficiently. We look at this skill um, both objectively um, and kind of grossly having you perform the activities, but then we also have a very special piece of equipment here at Twin Forks Optometry called the Visigraph. And the Visigraph actually looks at um, bare bones. How are your eyes moving across a page while you're reading? And this uh, instrument is really unique because you can actually see your eyes reading um, and understanding uh, how the eyes are moving. We also test um, eye movements with a test called the developmental eye movement test, which takes the reading component out of it and looks at um, how you scan and track using numbers. Um, And because it's a numerical test, we can use this for kids who might not um, be strong readers yet. Uh, so the tracking system is is one that a lot of people are familiar with because of all of the reading difficulties um, with their kids. Um, and you hear it all the time, oh, they have tracking difficulties. So we look at this system very, very in depth um, during the vision therapy evaluation to really understand how someone is tracking and scanning. After that, we look at um, the ability to process all of that visual information that has been gathered and how they how, how they process it and integrate it with other systems. So we call this really the perceptual piece of, of the vision puzzle. Um, some areas that we look at are um, visual motor integration, um, being able to see something and then recreate it using the motor system by drawing it. Um, we also look at things like visual memory, visual sequential memory. Um, we all look at laterality and directionality, um, spatial relations, kind of really looking and delving into how does someone really understand that visual information that they have just gathered. And then at the end of the evaluation, we're really looking at someone in totality, right? We're looking at, okay, how clearly can they see? Do they need glasses? Is everything in their ocular health normal? Okay, next step. Are they gathering the visual information efficiently? And if they are, are they processing it efficiently? The the key that I try to really convey to my patients and my parents is if someone is struggling to gather the visual information efficiently, that means that it's coming into the system jumbled and they have to spend time unjumbling that and then try to process it. So it's it's really um, 
we don't have enough energy in our system sometimes to do all of those things. And the way that this translates out into real life is you may have a child who can't attend visually very long or someone who is frustrated or maybe you have the kid that um, can get through their 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 day they they're performing okay academically but they are completely done by the end of the day end of the school day and homework is a struggle you can't get them to do anything else and the the thing to remember with our our kids is they don't always know how to convey how they're feeling and we really have to look at how their you know their behavior and why they are behaving that way. Uh, Most kids want to learn and most kids want to do well in school. I don't think I've ever met a a first grader that says, you know what, I don't want to do well in school. Um, It really is if they're not succeeding in school or even as adults, if you're not succeeding at your job, there, there's usually a reason. And if it's visually based, um, it's something that oftentimes can be fixed. So I might have jumped ahead a little bit there, um, talking about kids and symptoms. But really, I think the key is to understand when a vision therapy evaluation is warranted. Uh, in episode two, I talk about when to get a regular eye exam, right? We want to do it as an infant, again, at three, and before we start kindergarten to make sure that we're starting off on the right foot and that glasses aren't needed. But if you have a child or you yourself find that looking at near for an extended period of time is difficult or you're like I said if you're observing your child if they can't maintain visual attention at near for an extended period of time and I'm not talking an hour I'm even just talking 15 minutes there's probably something visual going on if you see yourself or your child you know covering an eye or turning their head or blinking a lot those are signs and symptoms that something is going on. Headaches are a, a frequent uh, source of, um, I shouldn't say source, a frequent um, symptom of visually based issues. They These headaches tend to um, center around our eyebrow and they it, it feels like a literal eye ache. And that's the, the way, the body's way of interpreting the strain and stress of trying to keep things single and clear. So what I encourage um, my listeners to do and um, my parents to do when I see them for regular evaluations and what I try to convey to teachers when when I see them is if you see a kid struggling, if you know that they're smart, and there is this this missing link between how how intelligent they are and their academic abilities. There's probably a some piece that may be visual and it needs to be ruled out. Uh, it's not the case for for every kid. You know, they might have an auditory processing disorder or a sensory processing disorder, and school is too overwhelming for them to focus. But it's a really important piece to the puzzle for kids and and adults alike to understand if their visual system is functioning at the appropriate level. And once we determine if vision is a contributing component, um, we say, okay, now what can we do? And the, the really cool thing is that we can fix most visual issues, um, especially if they are binocular based or focusing muscle based or tracking based, right? We can work on those skills. And 
we do that by doing vision therapy. It's sort of like occupational therapy or speech therapy or physical therapy, but it's just for the visual system. And uh, most people refer to vision therapy as eye muscle therapy. And although that there there is some validity to to that, yes, in theory we're working on the eye muscles, what we're really doing is we're we're retraining the brain to work more efficiently and to gather that visual information and to process that visual information and integrate that visual information much more efficiently than they were before. And when the two eyes are working at their peak, at their ultimate ability to gather, process, integrate efficiently, a person usually performs at a higher academic and athletic and professional level because the amount of energy spent is much less um, because it's working on an inefficient level. So now that you have all this information, you're probably thinking, oh my goodness, where What's my first step? How do I find a doctor like this? Um, And the best place I can recommend to go is to um, www.covd.org. I will link it in the bio for this episode. There, there is a Locate a Doctor app where you just put in your zip code and you can find a doctor that is well-trained in vision therapy and understanding the visual system as a whole and not just as can you see clearly and are your ocular structures are intact, which are two very, very important pieces to the puzzle, but it's not the only thing. Um, and I, I really want to convey that you, it's important to go to a doctor uh, that understands the visual system in totality because you might get a false sense of, oh, they dilated my eyes and they said that my eyes were fine and I don't need glasses so there's no visual component and that is so far from the truth. Um, I've had so many uh, kids and even a, a parents of, of kids that say to me, I struggled just like my, my child and I was told my whole life that my eyes were fine and then I give them an exam and we find out there they have a whopping convergence insufficiency just like their child and they end up going through therapy themselves and they it opens so many new doors for them because now they can read for a longer period of time and they can understand what they've read um, and they're not losing their place anymore uh, so understanding that vision is more than 2020 really opens up many doors in understanding why people function the way that they do. And it's really something that I'm passionate about and spreading that awareness. And this is why we're talking about it on this podcast. And this is really just the first step in in understanding how important vision is in our overall function. So that's the episode for today. I hope you guys now understand a little bit more about what separates a vision therapy evaluation from a regular eye exam and how to find out if you or your child could benefit from a full vision therapy evaluation. If you have any questions or you want to learn more, you can always visit our website at www.twinforksoptometry.com. Visit our Instagram also at twinforksoptometry. And we're looking forward to seeing you. for our next episode.